This is the Care to Change podcast, and we're grateful that you've joined us. Today is the first episode of our new series this month on embracing change. You'll be hearing a conversation between April Bordeaux, our director, and our therapist and clinical director, Brittany Gibson, as they discuss the five stages of change. Thank you for listening, and we hope that this episode will provide you with practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. We are beginning a new series this month during the month of October. And as you all know, October is a time when we're beginning to see uh, the trees change and the foliage change and the flowers are changing. And so this is definitely a season of change. And so we thought we would take this month and talk about different things related to change because Uh, Gosh, in the last 18 to 24 months, change has been upon us, whether we liked it or not. And so I thought we could begin this series talking about the five stages of change. And for that, I've brought a very special guest, as usual, um, Brittany Gibson, our uh, clinical director here. She oversees all of our therapists at Care to Change. And so, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Um, You have been on prior podcasts, and so um, they probably know a little bit about you and, of course, can check out your bio on our website. But just for fun, um, what's your favorite part of October in this season of change? Do you have anything that's favorite to you? Well, in October, my husband and I usually go to Universal Studios, so we enjoy taking some time away and going and refreshing and kind of spending some time together. So that's always my favorite thing to do in October. Fun. That's a fun tradition. It is. And for those of us who are parents, we do have, you know, fall break. And mm-hmm. so um, there is a little bit of a pause um, in the midst of whatever life is bringing. So yeah, that's a good thing. I didn't know if you would say, you know, like pumpkin. Everyone seems to be into pumpkin at this point. Well, and pumpkin comes out earlier and earlier. I have some of my coffee now. Oh, my word. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So today's topic, the five stages of change. Um, I don't think um, the general population normally thinks about like, okay, what stage am I in as it relates to this transition in my life? And so sometimes just recognizing that there are stages that we all go through Um, whether they're um, wanted changes or unwanted changes, um, that uh, it can be helpful because it can let us know, okay, this is a common part of change and transition. And so um, let's just get started. Let's talk about change. Um, In your mind, because this is a a whole um, series on change, let's just get out of the way right up front that we want to recognize with people that there are changes that we want Uh, and uh, changes that are thrown upon us that Mm -hmm. we don't get to choose. Absolutely. And also that change is hard. Any type of change that you're going to make, um, whether good or bad, can be very hard to do and very hard to sustain sometimes as well. Yeah. Um, Now, I want to ask a question because we get asked this. I get asked this in sessions. Um, I'm sure you have been too. Because you're a therapist Mm -hmm. also, um, is change hard for you? Absolutely. Change is for sure hard for me as I would say as much um, as anybody. And Mm -hmm. we're expected to have it all together too. Sometimes I think that change can be harder for us because we put so much pressure on ourselves to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can think about, you know, all the way through the last again, 18, 24 months, 
it's like we're you know we've been open we've been you know seeing mm-hmm. people and having to make the changes here to to modify to make sure everyone is safe and all along the way and managing um, our own what's happening in our own lives and families just the way everyone is and so mm-hmm. it has felt like a little bit of a double decker um, it's the, the last you know like you said 18 to 24 months we've mostly had to be in the action stage where right? we have to keep going keep changing we don't get a lot of the build up or the reprieve from actually making the change okay so you're using terms now I'm using so terms. We're, we're going into stages so <laughs> what's the first stage of change so the first stage is called pre-contemplation so okay. this stage is where you don't even think it's a problem Um, So you may be interacting with someone that could be behaving a certain way, but they don't even think it's a problem. So the awareness is zero, essentially. So you don't know that change is coming or you don't know that change is happening? Either. So the awareness is essentially nothing. So you don't want to change or you don't think you need to change or you're just kind of in the status quo. You feel like it's working for Mm -hmm. you. Um, And so you just kind of keep your same pace Mm -hmm. and the awareness is just not there that there's a problem or that you even want to change. Yep. Yep. I can, what's coming to me, even just as you say this, and this is a little bit of a superficial, but not uh, example. Uh, My husband and I went to Israel um, in late February of 2019. Mm. So it was just before um, the March date when, uh, COVID came crashing down and Avon closed and our kids are at Avon and that sort of thing. And so COVID was sort of looming out mm-hmm. there, but we were in, you know, the travel bliss and c- coming back from Israel. And um, it seemed like it just like the door shut right behind us. We were one of the last groups that were able to go out, but um, wow. not even knowing it. So we were completely unaware that coming back, uh, what we would come back to, but also really what was happening all around us. Um, we were just like, it's out there. We felt like it was, you know, sort of out there. Um, and a than, bliss of not even thinking that right. what you were doing, you needed to change anything yeah, about no, it. No, no, not at all. I knew, I knew my husband was like, if we even appear to be sick, they might not let us on the plane. And I thought, what is he even talking about? Mm-hmm. That's not happening to us. And so I was so oblivious to the impact of what was coming, you know, Mm -hmm. and looking back, it's like, wow, we had no idea what was coming. Uh, And most of the world, I think at that point was in pre-contemplation, right? right? Like maybe there's something going on, but maybe there's not and Mm -hmm. not anything that we definitely need to deal with at this point. Right, right. Okay. So pre-contemplation, big word, but it's just like we're, it's when you don't realize changes about to happen or is beginning to happen. Right. Absolutely. So the awareness is just not there Mm -hmm. or you're just at your status quo. Things are going well for Mm -hmm. you. We, as parents, we see this all the time. Like yesterday they were doing this and today they're doing this. We had no idea they were going to change so much overnight. You know, kids, kids seem to change all the time. They do. They are constantly growing and developing. Like, how did, when did you learn to do that? How did you know about that? Um, so that seems like I stay in a, a pre-contemplative stage as a parent all the time. A lot uh, of us do kind of stay in that first and that second kind of stage a good chunk of, a, of the time. Yeah. So, okay. So that's stage one. What comes after the pre-contemplation? So contemplation is next. And I would say this is where a lot of people kind of stay. A lot of organizations might stay. A lot of change kind of stays. And this is where we kind of think there's a problem or that we need to change, but we may not be motivated to do it. We may not know how to do it. Um, Or it's not that big of a problem or an impact on us. And Mm -hmm. so 
I, like I said, a majority of the people kind of stay in this area because the motivation to move forward is just not there. Mm, okay. So is this um, when, you know, I'm thinking of people that haven't called to see their therapist or to get a therapist, something's not quite right. Is this the stage where people would sort of white knuckle their way through? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So you kind of think you might have a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, You may be feeling some symptoms, but you're kind of just pushing through. It's not that in your eyes. Now to your family and friends, you may be really struggling. They're like, okay, I need her to see somebody. But to you, it's just not that big of a problem at this point, or you're just managing, you're coping up to where you need to. um, Or it just seems like too overburdensome or over overwhelming to actually change. Mm -hmm. So you see it, you're recognizing it, but it's not come to that critical point where you are actually doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is a lot of people get stuck here. Absolutely. Yes. And maybe is this the time when people see it, but they're not sure what to do? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. they might realize it. They might have gotten feedback too. Mm -hmm. So if you think about like, okay, family and friends might have noticed and saying, Hey, are you okay? Or what's going on? Um, you know, you might be receiving feedback that something's not right, or even as an organization, from an organizational level, maybe you've been getting feedback for a while about something that you think you should change, but Mm -hmm. you're not quite sure yet. Mm -hmm. So um, you're just kind of gathering evidence and getting, and we're trying to move you into a place of, okay, now I really want to change. Right, right. So contemplation, you see it, you see changes upon you, not doing anything about it yet for whatever reason it doesn't really matter Mm -mm. Um, but you just at this point you're recognizing absolutely um, that change is happening okay what's the third phase so once we've realized that there's a problem whatever the problem may be or whatever the changes that we want to make then we move into the planning phase and this is really where we're gathering evidence to actually change so if you're thinking okay, I want to start an exercise program, but I'm not quite sure what. This is where you would gather evidence. Maybe you ask your family and friends their advice, or maybe you kind of do some research. Um, this is where you're actually kind of setting setting dates, making a SMART goal about it, something to actually plan it. Um, I think you had said earlier, uh, we were talking about um, maybe you think you might want to call your therapist or be able to get in contact with them. This is when you actually sit down and say, okay, I'm going to call them at this time. Mm. And so actually setting a, a time and a place or, or kind of making that forward motion, the motivation is there to want to move forward. Okay. So this is the forward motion. So you're not necessarily stuck in the okay, I I recognize changes here. This is, okay, what am I going to do about it? Absolutely. And this is where a lot of people get some of their motivation of, okay, I'm really motivated to want to change. I'm making the changes. I'm planning for it. This is kind of like the pre-launch. Like Mm, you're thinking of getting ready to start a race. This is you gearing up to do it. Okay, this is good. There's so many examples right here. This is why, you know, there's all of those um, chat groups Mm-hmm. You know, yes. looking for recommendation, the people that are looking for recommendation are in this planning phase, you know, um, who's your favorite personal trainer? Um, what are other companies doing related to COVID? Um, how do we put together this business plan? Mm-hmm. Um, 
what are other other okay what's your who's your favorite therapist who should I call Mm -hmm. Um, parenting advice right gathering things from your friends what are your friends doing how your friends disciplining or you know what research says absolutely and I think people spend a good time in planning too, getting in gathering evidence and we can always be gathering evidence too Mm -hmm. so in certain behaviors we might stay in the planning stage for a while or kind of move back to the planning stage too I wonder sometimes if people, I don't know what you're going to tell us the fourth stage is, but I'm wondering if people skip the planning and have to go back to the planning. But well, I'll get to that in a minute because so you're not aware, you're aware, but you're not doing anything. Okay. You're aware and you begin doing something, collecting data, figuring out, okay, what's my best next step? Um, Then what's step number four? So then we launch into action. This is where we're actually putting our plan into place. And so this is where, depending on what the behavior change is, you know, if we're creating a new habit, you may stay here for 60, 90 days, depending on what you're doing. You could stay there for a long time. And this is you actively doing something to change. Um, So we've launched our planning and we're kind of here carrying things out. Yeah. Yeah. So this is when you're actually doing something. Mm -hmm. You've you're in therapy. You're um, making parenting changes. You've you've read your your parenting books. You've sought counsel from trusted um, people about how to parent. You've um, decided to take that next step. This is the actual act of creating the change and this right here can be a really difficult step depending on what the change is absolutely and if change is thrown upon us I'm trying to think of an example you know if if changes you know you know seasonal changes this is when you start getting out your cold clothes and your hoodies and you know the the, this is when you're actually doing something embracing the fact that it's getting cold now Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people are closing their pools, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, or maybe have already, but, um, this is when you're doing something to, to make the change or to not necessarily embrace it. Just, it doesn't mean that you're embracing the change. Not necessarily. Cause sometimes we're, we're changing because we have to, for whatever reason, yeah. we do, at the beginning we had said we have good changes, right? Things mm-hmm. that we have control over. We're kind of actively making the good changes. Mm-hmm. Some of the undesired changes maybe are things that are happening that we, we don't want to happen. Yeah. We talked about what COVID, a lot of the change we had to make was something we didn't want to do, but we were forced to have to do it. Right. Right. So, um, I, one of the things this, this is all very thinking, right? This, all these four steps so far are very thinking steps. And Mm -hmm. I want to get to the fifth one. Then I want to go back and walk through them from an emotional standpoint, Mm -hmm. because I think there's so much anxiety related to creating change and also, um, fear, you know, the what ifs, the unknowns, but then there can be when you begin to see positive change celebration as well. Mm -hmm. So before we go to that, what's the, the fifth step? The fifth step is maintenance. So this is, you've made the change. Maybe it's a change that you like and enjoyed. You kind of made it more of a habit now. Uh, so, you know, we talk about, uh, creating habits and our go-to's if we're doing something different, we have to break an old habit and start a new one. So the maintenance means that we've broken an old habit or we've made that change and now we're just maintaining it. Yeah. I can remember, you know, using that example, you know, um, we didn't know it was happening. We had to make all of these organizational changes and service changes and life changes and all of this. And then, um, at some point, 
people started getting creative and, and you're ordering your favorite mask and you're getting masks that match your outfit. And then all it's like, okay. Um, and you have 12 masks hanging from your rear view mirror, or you've got it in your little like sanitizer box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and so then all of a sudden it just became a thing. And then stores starts, of course, capitalizing on the fact that Habits. they can make money off mm-hmm. of mask. And at that point it's like, where's the mask? And it felt like for a little bit, now, you know, felt like for a little bit, like, okay, that's gone or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, maintenance habits, like, oh, there's the mask, you know, it's right there. Okay, grab another mask. We, we used to carry a box of masks in our car so that yes. if we didn't know where the mask was, just grab one out of the box. Absolutely. You yep. know, those little throwaway kind that you can just wear once and throw, throw out. And so... It had become a habit right? at that point because we yep. had been doing it for so long. Yeah. It's just like that was the usual. And I know that's it's not a superficial example because of the importance of, of safety and health, but in terms of like change, that's a good, Mm -hmm. you know, these are five stages of change, contemplation or pre-contemplation, contemplation, planning, launch and maintenance. Where is the celebration in all this? (laughs) That's a great point. We can make that stage six. Yeah. Let's celebrate your change. Let's add it. Let's make celebration because (laughs) it's important to celebrate your positive changes. Right. When you see that you're making a change or you've embraced the change or you see the positive of the change, we're not a culture that really, we go to the next thing. We do. We don't spend time celebrating our accomplishments and things that we have um, done to improve ourselves. You know, and then I'm thinking about um, this, these stages. And again, these are so good for those of you that are listening to think about, you know, what in your life is changing? Um, What transition are you in? What decisions are you making? Where do you know there needs to be something different? Um, You're you're aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone else has told you something needs to change. Um, You're thinking about it, but not sure what to do. Uh, you begin to gather information. I, I wonder, I sort of said it in jest, but, you know, people just jump over the planning and launch into action and then realize that wasn't really the change I needed. I, I jumped too fast. I know I needed to make change. You know, I just jumped ahead and then, wow, this isn't working. So, so go, go back. back. And that's one thing that really is common that I think, you know, we all can relate to struggling with is it's not a nice little linear model. Like it's not, okay, I'm, I'm moving in contemplation and then I'm planning and then I'm in action. We can go back in stages. We could go back to pre-contemplation where we're like, nope, that's not a problem anymore. So it is very common and everyone can relate to, okay, I'm going back or I'm moving where I'm at. I'm just Mm -hmm. kind of adjusting because life changes, life happens. And that's okay. If you move back, it doesn't have to be a nice little linear model where we start at step one and end it. We added step six, right. where we end there, right? It doesn't happen all the time that way. I would mm-hmm. say most of the time it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. We kind of change in our stages and where we're at. And also our motivation plays into that as well. Yeah. Does the motivation for change keep us through until it becomes a habit and we mm-hmm. can celebrate the fact that change or do we have to go back and really look at the intent behind the desire for change? And is mm-hmm. the intent one that is it serves us well and those that we love well, um, otherwise it might not stick. And one of the things I've, I've said before is um, change required is not change sustained. Mm-hmm. So if someone is requiring you to change and the motivation doesn't come from within, the chance of that change sticking, right? Absolutely. Getting to that maintenance phase is much less. Absolutely. Um, uh, because... If change is required, um, but it's it's not something that comes from within, 
the chance of it sustaining doesn't necessarily, um, it doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, it doesn't, your, your own buy-in is not there. And that's super important too. And, and any type of change that you're going to do that you want it and you feel motivated for it. And if that buy-in is not there, then gather more evidence to improve your buy-in of like, okay, this, you know, really is something that I want to do. Find out, think about how it could positively affect your life to make those changes. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the end result that you want? Um, and focus on that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can imagine, you know, as therapists, we, you know, we can't really get through this and stay only in our heads. We have to pay attention to our emotions and our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, this awareness, not a lot of emotion comes from that, but when you're talking about contemplation, recognizing there's a problem, how would you guess, or how would you say people would be feeling? How would you describe emotions during this stage? I think the contemplation stage can be a really hard one to work through depending on what the behavior change is, Mm -hmm. because at that stage, you kind of think it's a problem. And depending on your awareness, the people around you might think it's more of a Mm -hmm. problem. So you might be getting a lot of feedback that might not feel good, or Mm -hmm. maybe you're kind of working through it from a trauma perspective. And, and as you're trying to make these changes, a lot of trauma is being brought up. Mm -hmm. So the contemplation stage can bring up a real, a lot of really challenging, um, emotions as you're working through, what do I want to do about this? Is it something that I want to change? Right. I'm thinking about friendships mm-hmm. and relationships. And when you know that change is required, this phase here, contemplation, when we know there's a problem, probably comes with sadness, mm-hmm. grief, loss, Absolutely. disappointment, Absolutely. hurt, frustration. Mm-hmm. So this might not be a stage that we're super, I mean, if it's a good change and we want it, we, there might be excitement and, um, really, um, just happy feelings. Um, but if it's a change that, you know, like you said, someone's telling us a change that is needed, it can come with, you know, you know, self-questioning, self-doubt. Um, am I not this, am I not good enough? Do I not measure up? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not fulfilling someone's expectations. So this, this second phase of contemplation might not be a fun one, yeah, absolutely. To kind of work through as you're, as you're deciding well, you're, for sure. You're, you're kind of coming through this awareness um, and someone's asking you to make change or, you know, change is needed. And that comes with so much, so much uh, anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, well, 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 why? And changes, like you said at the beginning, change is hard. And mm-hmm. so um, no wonder people get stuck in this phase yeah. because we don't want to feel those things. Absolutely. And so we can easily distract ourselves, put it on the back burner, not make it a priority. Um, we'll get to it later. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I'm getting through this. Like all we're the, able to kind of excuse it a lot. Yeah, right. For sure. Like either I'm going to barrel through and they have to change or it's not that big of a deal or I'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the reason why, um, no wonder people get sort of stuck in this, um, phase. I know I've been stuck there with things, um, at times too, I can, I can think of, um, seasons in my life where, you know, just putting things off and not wanting to address things. And, um, and then there's this planning phase. This is when you're gathering evidence. What I love about this, what comes to me when I'm thinking about people who, um, recognize that they're in this phase is that there's an honest curiosity. Mm -hmm. And so, um, this is a time to shift from self-blame or other blame, anxiety, disappointment, frustration, 
and really becoming curious. Absolutely. What are options? You know, what are the best avenues Mm -hmm. um, to take? And so if this is met with curiosity rather than Mm self-doubt or self-blame or some of those others, this can be a time of real growth. Absolutely. The planning stage can bring, like you said, curiosity, but also a lot of like motivation and mm-hmm. joy too. Like, oh, I'm, I'm really learning mm-hmm. about this. And maybe other pe- I can relate to other people who are going through um, something very similar as you're gathering evidence. And so this one can have um, some, some positive emotions associated with it. It, it almost feels hope, mm-hmm. like you can feel hopeful. Okay. I've wrestled through the anxiety, all of the negative that can come with the awareness Mm -hmm. piece. Um, Okay, I'm going to start looking for avenues, which means there might be avenues, Mm -hmm. which means I might feel hope. So curiosity and hope and the beauty of this phase too, if we take our time in this phase um, and really allow ourselves that space is it can promote connection too. Yeah. Because you're asking others, what's been your experience? What has worked for you? Mm Um, and then you realize that you're not alone, which is so powerful to realize you're not alone Mm -hmm. in anything that you're wanting to do in your life. Mm -hmm. And this is where there are support groups, you Mm -hmm. know, um, for, you know, I'm thinking of the 12 step, 12 step group. This Mm -hmm. is, you know, you're actually, you've already launched an action by the time you go to a 12 step Mm -hmm. group, but you know, really just saying, um, I'm not alone in this next phase, Mm -hmm. um, of launching into action. Others have been there before me. And I think what's hard is sometimes we feel like our situation is unique. And to some degree, it is because, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone is their own individual. Um, And yet we know there's nothing new under the sun. And so there are like emotions and like situations. Um, And so this can be a great time of curiosity and hope and connection. Um, Launching into action, you know, action begets energy, begets uh, action. And so creating a new habit, um, can, uh, you know, in the, in this instance, what I'm thinking about is when you start a new exercise routine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you need to make a change, you need to get healthy, kind of mad about it, recognize it. Okay. Who's the best trainer? What's the best program? What's the best next step? Okay. Here's the day you start, you go to the gym, you, you have your first appointment, you go home and inevitably the next day you wake up and what? You're sore. You're sore. You're tired. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the question is, you know, what are you going to do with the soreness? And this can be anything. Absolutely. Right? So you have to Challenges go. Challenges and, and action. It's just so, you know what I'm thinking? Again, relationally, mm-hmm. uh, you've made, uh, you've gone to someone and said, I have to confess to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have, have to, to set a boundary. Right. Um, I'm thinking of step four mm-hmm. in the 12 step process, you know, like, <laughs> Okay, I'm going to come to terms with and you know you go you go and you say I'm I'm going to own up to this or mm-hmm. I'm going to make the appointment or I'm going to set the time to talk with my friend or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You've now owned it and gosh, it can bring a little bit of pain. It can, for sure. So all of a sudden stage of change like no, not more, not more pain. So it's hard <laughs> to stick with it sometimes yes. in the action because you're right, it does bring up some challenging emotions mm-hmm. or um maybe some road bumps as you're making Mm -hmm. the change. Um, because again, change is hard and lasting change is even harder. You know, in relationally, if this is the, the coffee date, you know, or the hard conversation with your spouse Mm -hmm. or, um, making change with the way, um, you parent your child, 
and there's a roadblock or a barrier or a bump in the road or the person doesn't respond the way you'd hoped, Mm -hmm. it can send you right back to stage two. To contemplation, right? Why did I change or or why do I want to change in the first place? What is this about? Why is this? Now there's more disappointment. Mm -hmm. Now there could be more self-doubt. It's like, like you said, it changes in a linear process. And so it can throw someone back. Mm -hmm. That's if it goes wrong. But then there are plenty of examples of, you know, launching into action and seeing like, okay, I'm sore, Mm -hmm. but that felt good. Right. I'm noticing a lot of positive emotions after Mm -hmm. the workout or after, you know, I'm feeling hopeful after I set the boundary, after I had the hard conversation. Mm -hmm. So it can bring a lot of um, pleasure and motivation from yeah. From doing it. And that's sort of like the snowball effect. So Absolutely. if you get the positive reinforcement internally or externally, depending on what, you know, what the change is, and all of a sudden, um, well, I want to do this again, and I want to do this again, and I want to do this again. Um, and so then it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And so that's great. Um, this is good stuff, Brittany. Um, thank you for uh, sharing all of this. Do you have any resources? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of good resources. So uh, there's a book called Creature of Habit, and that is by Steve Poe. What I like about this book is it it recognizes maybe some things that in your life have that are habits that you may not realize are Mm -hmm. habits. And so kind of some curiosity into how these different things play in your life and then changing to thrive. This has got exercise to help improve your self-awareness and that's by James Flem. And so what this book does is how to change, how to improve your self-awareness, but how to thrive in it as well. Mm, That's so good. That's going to be one of our, um, episodes coming this month is how to thrive when you can't control change. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to release that um, to the group to hear that as well. Um, We're going to talk about how to use um, change for the better and, you know, steps to managing the stress related to change and then questions and threats about Mm -hmm. change as well. So we have a lot of a lot of good topics for this series. And I'm looking forward to sharing those. Um, as always, thank you for joining us. Thank um, you for having me. I know you're going to come back in November and talk to us about anxiety and gratitude. So I'm looking forward to having that discussion with you as well. Um, for the listeners, be sure to tune in for that. So for those of you who are with us and you're listening and you're, you've been hearing this and maybe taking some notes about the stages of change and maybe you're completely aware that change is needed and that's why you tuned in and um, it might be time to plan. It might be time to launch into action. One of the things that we say frequently is take a step. Mm-hmm. One step forward is forward. And you said forward motion. So, yes. um, you know, hashtag forward is forward. Mm-hmm. So just one step. It doesn't mean that you have to have the habit by tomorrow. It just means take one step mm-hmm. today. So if you're struggling, if change is uh, excessively hard for you, if you feel stuck in the one uh, stage and you know it's time to make a difference and you're not sure what to do, I really want to encourage you to reach out um, to us. That's why we're here to walk alongside you. I love this topic. Obviously, our name is Care to Change. But, you know, don't stay stuck. Um, there's no reason for you to have to feel stuck. Uh, so please call us. Um, you can connect with us on our website and social media and all of that. But um, thanks, Brittany. And to all of you, we will chat soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast. 
To see resources mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes below. If you have questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Again, we thank you for joining us and hope we have offered you practical solutions for positive change.